We can practically count the number of cities in the Midwest on two hands, but are unsure when the rural towns start and stop. And with the tradition of slow-paced living, this region of the U.S. is often behind months, if not years, on trends. Whether it's the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the way we date, or how we spend our free time, we're here to dive into it all. Welcome to Hopefully, the podcast where three lifelong best friends sit down and catch up on each other's lives while also dishing on the latest trends in fashion, beauty, skincare, lifestyle, fitness, food, my favorite, travel, and more. We'll share our biggest dreams and darkest secrets, how we've overcome our fears and found confidence, our tips and tricks and trials and errors, and real life relatable stories. We want to help you feel confident in your own skin. To inspire you. We want you to lead a happier, healthier, easier, and more confident life. And hopefully, you do too. Get it? Straight to the point. A little sassy, but always real. Welcome to Hopefully. Welcome to Hopefully. Welcome to Hopefully. We're back for episode 10. 10! That's insane. It's kind of a milestone. It is a milestone. And... For our 10th episode, we have another special guest. (laughs) I just wanted to do a quick introduction. Hannah is one of my best friends, um, and we wanted to bring her on to talk a little bit about her badass business that we've been talking about for years, and here she is, finally established, has an insane thing going for her. the girly project, which is crazy to even say is real because I remember when Hannah manifested this, this life that she dreamt of, um, and now it's happening. So Hannah, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is, this is just as crazy for me. Cause I think it was like two years ago, Asha told me you guys had this idea. So to see it come to not just come to fruition, but to actually see you guys putting out content every week that's so relatable and inspiring and easy to listen to. It's it's amazing. And thank you for letting me be a part of a little piece of it. I think we'll just start by kind of going through the questions. We have a list um, that we kind of want to want to pick your brain about. And I think it would be awesome if you would just kind of give us a background on what your business is and we'll kind of go from there. Sure. Yeah. So my business is called The Girly Project, and it is a chiropractic rehab and wellness studio that's almost fully exclusive to active girls and women. And I'm a chiropractor, so I work a lot with ladies who have had an injury or who are um, dealing with some pain, and we work on rehabbing through that injury, getting them out of pain. Um, And I also work a lot on the preventative side as well. So I work with ladies who Um, need a surgery or injection or some type of medical procedure. And we work on prehabbing them um, so they can go into that procedure. So they're as strong as they can possibly be. And hopefully that will lead to better outcomes. Um, I'm also a personal trainer. So I do a lot of training, nutrition counseling, and I am qualified to do hormone testing through a test called Dutch test. So um, I do a lot. And the Girly Project really is a one-stop shop for active girls and women who want to reach their health and wellness goals. So we have a lot going on. <laughs> that is incredible. I feel like it's so cool to sit here and listen to you talk about it because those are all things that I 
you know, try to strive for is just like overall health and wellness and knowing my body and being in tune with my body. So the fact that a place like the Girly Project even exists is like the most beautiful thing to me. (laughs) I wish you were closer. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping someday I can be a little bit more virtual and reach people virtually. Um, But yeah, it's the feedback has been great. Like when I started the business, it was it was terrifying because like I'm a chiropractor and it's a lot of older men. So when you say something like (laughs) I'm going to start a practice and it's going to be exclusive to girls and women, there is, you know, eye rolls, a lot of pushback and it was absolutely terrifying. Um, But luckily everyone in my life was supportive and the feedback has been awesome. Um, I, I mean, I really created it because it's what I felt like I needed when I was a high school athlete and a collegiate athlete. And I'm a high school lacrosse coach and that's, a job I had um, when I was in chiropractic school and I had a lot of girls coming up to me and asking me questions like how like I have this pain I have this ache what should I do for it because they knew I was in school um, they'd ask me like how they should be training in season off season how they should be eating before and after games and a lot of them just had questions that I had when I was in their position so I realized there's kind of a gap in the industry and I really just wanted to fill that gap and I'm really happy it's paying off because I feel like I have the coolest job ever and I gotta I gotta work with like my ideal my ideal patients and client demographic so it's amazing I feel like your story is super relatable like Brianna said to women in so many ways I think yes chiropractors get a bad rep often and they can be scary and what they do sounds scary sometimes and I've been to a chiropractor and I didn't have a good experience, let me tell you. But I've also been to Hannah and I'm amazed. Your intelligence and your intuition as a doctor is so incredible. And I'm not just saying that because you're my best friend. I truly (laughs) believe that. I love what you do. um, But I love more specifically that you work with women and you talk a little bit in your business about the hormonal aspect and I think as a woman and going through different stages in our lives right now specifically we have these hormonal imbalances and our bodies are changing um, which I think is scary to a lot of women how -hmm. would you say um, you like relate with that in your patients and what do you kind of offer for them or advise them to do Sure. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's something almost everyone's dealing with, whether it's my like 15 or 16 year old patients who are like dealing with some scary symptoms for them as they're changing and they are being offered things like birth control and they don't really know what they should do from women to our age who are also dealing with some life changes and things are starting to happen and it makes you nervous. And um, I think a lot of a lot of times in this day and age, we as women are told um, that things are normal. Like you just have to deal with that. And that's just not true. Like just because something's common doesn't mean it's normal. Um, And then all the way up to like my six-year-old women, like people my mom's age, I like they are going through menopause and they again are dealing with all these symptoms that are just not fun. And they just have been told their whole lives they have to uh, live with it. And that's, you just have to kind of outgrow that phase. And that's not, true at all. And I also think a lot of people are scared to look for help because one, they don't know where to start. 
And then, you know, there's this whole rabbit hole where you have to find the right provider, someone you like and trust. You don't want to be spending a bunch of money just to kind of be in the same place. So I try to approach it in a way that resonates with me, which is like, make it freaking easy. Um, So we talk about like a lot of lifestyle changes and I have women who think they want to get their hormones tested. And a lot of times that's not even where I start because there's so many, I just think of like social media accounts that are telling you, you have to go get your hormones tested. You have to do all of this stuff. And everyone's trying to sell something. Everyone's trying to push something or they had a good experience and try to make you think that's what you need to. And the fact is there are very simple ways you can try to balance and regulate your hormones just through lifestyle changes. Um, I have like a top five of things I've talked to my patients about. If you guys want me to kind of go through that with you, I'd be happy. Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) So um, first uh, I start with movement. I start talking to my patients about movement. And again, these are ladies who just are dealing with some hormonal symptoms or something's off. They don't really know what it is. And technically without testing, we aren't 100% sure, but that doesn't mean we can't try some things before you go and spend a bunch of money. Um, So first movement, I tell my ladies, you need to be moving 30 minutes a day. And that doesn't have to be a daunting task because you don't have to be doing a crazy heavy lifting session or something you don't like. Um, Simply just move 30 minutes a day and break a sweat a little bit. So go for a walk, go for a hike, mix in those lifting days, do something that makes you feel good, but just get moving and sweating a little bit. Um, Number two, nutrition that we could do a whole episode on in itself. But um, (laughs) when it comes to talking about hormones, the first thing I say is just try to eat um, whole foods and try to eat at home. So like cook your own food. If you can eliminate just going out to eat um, or finding weird substitutes for things like, like fake meat or like something in a bag that's like a fake Cheeto, the healthier Cheeto, like just focus on making some real food at home. I'm eating whole foods. And then a big thing is mixing in cruciferous vegetables every day. So your broccoli, your cauliflower, your Brussels sprouts, um, try eating a cup of those a day. If you already do that, try going up to two cups a day. And that can be really good for estrogen detox. And a lot of us today are, most women I work with um, have estrogen issues, estrogen dominance issues. So um, we start mixing in those cruciferous vegetables. Number three is, I call it like de-stressing mindset. So find something that allows you to de-stress, whether that's um, keeping a journal, writing gratitudes, doing self-affirmation, meditation, taking a bath or self-care, something that just makes you feel good, brings you joy and allows you to kind of relax and reset and take your mind off of things. Fourth, uh, environmental toxins. So this is a really big one Um, when I talk to women, it can be kind of overwhelming. Um, But there are a couple ways that you can actually have a positive effect on the way environmental toxins are affecting your life. And the first thing I always tell people is start switching your products um, or like your Tupperware from plastic to glass. I know a lot of us have heard that before, um, but it can be really important. So go and like switch your water bottles or your Tupperware from plastic to glass. doesn't have to be all of it right away, but just as you can there is even if it's bpa free like i just i don't trust plastic and definitely don't heat anything in it so that's a simple fix and with that i tell everyone to download the ewg app so the environmental working group has a app where you can actually go around your house and scan all of your household products or your beauty products and it will give it a rating from one to ten 
one being this product is super clean and safe. There's no concern for toxins. There's no concern for carcinogenic things all the way up to 10, which is, of course, the opposite of that. We'd want to avoid those. That makes me like, I want to do it so bad. (laughs) Like my mind is racing a thousand miles a minute. It's like, I really want, like, that's right up my alley. I think I should be doing it, but I'm also very scared. (laughs) Yes, but and that's a common response, like, warning this like it will be terrifying once you go around so I don't recommend like doing it all in one day um, <laughs> because you're gonna do it everything's gonna be like flagged red and you're gonna be like what do I do now like I'm, I'm not gonna go buy I'm new get stuff rid and, of everything right buy all new stuff you don't that have is to scary. it's eye-opening though right like be informed with the things yeah. you're choosing to yeah. clean your house with and put on your face and on your body um, but again it's overwhelming so I just tell my patients like start replacing things as you run out of them so that's super simple. As you run out of things, find a better option. Um, if you feel like you need to start replacing things now, um, always start with things that are going to be like touching your mouth or you'll be ingesting. So chapstick, lipstick, maybe foundation, yeah. dish soap, the things we clean our plates with, which we put our food <laughs> on, and then we ingest. Like Those are kind of my top um, areas to start if you really want to make some changes. I like this. Bree's taking notes. Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm writing down the app. Yeah, it's like a app with EWG is a great resource. They have a website as well, and they're the ones who come out with like the dirty dozen or the clean fifteen every year. So, like when you're buying oh, pr- sure. produce, like what what should you be buying organic? Mm-hmm. What can you get away with not buying organic? You can just you can make so many little changes that will have a great effect on your life and therefore your hormones. And I think people get so caught up in like buying the test or buying a product and really it just comes down to like we all need to drink more water we need to move our bodies more we need to eat more nourishing foods and we need to get sleep that's my last one sleep 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 we live in a society where we kind of like glorify the grind and like don't get me wrong I'm here for the grind like I work 18 hours a day and like I'm building an empire and I know I'll get a relax later at some point probably not because I love what I do but we, we also live in a time where we have the opportunity to take care of ourselves and like prioritize that as well. So I just think you have to find a healthy balance and sleep should be at the top of that. Um, I recommend six to eight hours a night. Eight, of course, is what I would want everyone to strive for, but I know that's not always realistic. And then with that, you can practice good sleep hygiene. So um, going to bed at the same time every night, around the same time, waking up at the same time. Um, make sure you're sleeping in a dark room. So whether that's blackout curtains or wearing an eye mask, cooling your room down at night, uh, 68 degrees or lower. If you can get it to 62, that's amazing. But I know, um, not at, yeah. Kayla. Kayla, my girl. <laughs> Kayla loves it warm. Oh, yeah. So Kay- I lived with Kayla. We, that was probably the one thing <laughs> we never agreed on. I like have we're... not gotten any better ever. <laughs> I I will sleep with a heater next to my bed. I oh my just, gosh! I mean, oh, uh, it's so bad. I don't know why. I just can't do. It. I will put the fan on, but I will sure. also have a heater going at the same time. <laughs> and I mean, that brings up a good point too. Like, do the things that allows you to get the best sleep. Like, that's a really big question I get in my mm-hmm. practice. Um, what's the best sleeping position, or how should I be sleeping? I'm like, well, how do you sleep best? People will say. Oh, my stomach. And I, but I know that's bad. I'm like, no, if you can sleep on your stomach, sleep on your stomach. Like our bodies are made to be in certain positions and move. And I definitely don't want you missing out on sleep because you're trying to like have a perfect sleeping position. I don't know. Yeah. That's like the top five things I start with when I'm 
talking with ladies. And those are the things um, that I found I've been able to implement in my life personally to like notice positive changes. So yeah, it's pretty simple when you, it's not easy, but it's definitely simple when you just like think about it from a bird's eye view and a bigger yeah. picture. I feel like I've been working really hard and this is something I've talked on the um, podcast about before, but like the last 10 years, just really getting to know my body. And I grew up in a household, you know, my mom sees a chiropractor regularly. I always did growing up when I was an athlete and just like a holistic view of taking care of yourself. And even now where I've been doing this for 10 years, I'm so in tune with myself. I'm still learning, right? How to be better at it and do things differently and like download apps that tell me which products (laughs) are shit in my house. But I guess a question I have is how do you know, you know, when you need to go see someone for help? Like, whether it's you're plateauing or you feel like Ash when she felt like she had something thrown off, like wasn't sure where to go, who to turn to. But then also when you are looking for like chiropractic care or just somebody in general, how do you go about finding a good one? Which is like, I'm in a new city, a new state, and I haven't found somebody here that I connect with yet. And so just like any general advice when it comes to searching for those providers. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's a couple ways I'll answer this. So when do you know you need to go see one? And I'm going to say chiropractor because that's what I am. But when I say that, you can find like physical therapists as well. Um, a lot of us do the same sure. thing. And especially the way I practice, um, like I do a lot of rehab and there's a lot of PTs out there who are adjusting too. So again, it's, yeah, you have to find someone that kind of like gels with you, but right. realize or figuring out when you have to go, I think it's always better to go sooner rather than later, because I'm a very strong believer in vetting your medical professionals or like anyone who's going to be involved in your healthcare. Um, you definitely don't want to be in a situation where you are having terrible, acute, low back pain or something, and you need to see someone now. And then you're just going somewhere because that's who can get you in or, you you know, you can kind of end up in a bad position that way. So I say the second there's something you think you want to work on or you have like a little ache or a little pain, go see someone and vet those people. Spend some time going to a couple offices and asking them questions. So I'll give you a couple examples. When I have new patients in my office, there are two big things we talk about after we take a history. And the first one is my philosophy and the way that I practice. And I think that's important because like, I want us to be a good fit for each other, right? This isn't a one-sided thing. Um, There are certain people I want in my office and um, I know I can help the best. And then there are some people who I know would do better elsewhere and they would probably feel the same. So we talk about my philosophy and I pretty much say, I want to get you out of pain as quickly as possible. Um, As much as I love seeing my patients, And I'd love to see them every week. If you have to be here every week, I'm not doing my job properly. So I want to get you out of pain as quick as possible. And then also give you the tools to take control of your own body and your own health and continue to stay out of pain and have tools for if it comes back, you can kind of like manage that at home. And I also talk about if there's any point when I think you are not in the right place, or I think you'd be better with another provider, whether that's a full referral or co-managing a case. Um, I will let you know that at any point in time. And then I also talk about the way that I treat. So I'm a chiropractor. So first and foremost, I 
I will adjust if and when I think it's necessary. Um, I don't adjust all the time or anything that will crack and make a fun noise. Um, it really does have a purpose, but there are a lot of people I don't adjust at all. Second, I do a lot of soft tissue work. So active massage, scraping, dynamic cupping, manual therapies. And uh, the third piece of how I treat is rehab. So everyone who comes into my practice is going to get some form of rehab, um, some exercises to Mm -hmm. take home that they will do through their care with me. And then even beyond, I continue to prescribe that. I, I say that to say, if you're someone who wants to see a chiropractor and you don't like being adjusted or you don't like your neck being cracked don't go to someone who that's all they do I just told Brianna this week we were talking I was like seriously the chiropractor I went to was gonna kill me every single time I went in there like that (laughs) is what was going through my head I'm like this is how you kill somebody by breaking their neck okay yeah sure go for it like I was so (laughs) tense every time she was like yeah relax you're about to twist my neck. I cannot relax. I'm right. Sorry. And like, I definitely want to change the narrative with that because it's, of course, like it, it sucks that there's a kind of a shitty narrative with it. Um, I am, I see it changing. Um, and I really like the goal for the people that practice like me and other PTs that I work closely with. I think we all really want to be the point of entry into the healthcare system for musculoskeletal um, injuries or pain. And it's like not anything against medical doctors or DOs or whoever you're seeing when you go to your primary care physician, like they're just using the tools that they have, just like I'm using the tools that I have. Right. And um, I do want to say though, like an adjustment, it's not going to kill you. I do feel obligated (laughs) to say that. I know it's terrifying and I know people don't like it. And again, that just goes back to the point. You have to find someone, you know, like, and trust and who can like understand Mm -hmm. you and provide the care that will get the job done, but also in a way that makes you feel comfortable. So vet your healthcare professionals, all of them. Um, I think it's better to find a Cairo you like sooner rather than later. So when you do get hurt, you know, you're going to a place you trust. And also, I mean, from a provider Mm -hmm. standpoint, if I can see someone when, if they're just dealing with some like underlying, like chronic issue, that's not debilitating, but just kind of bothering them. um, And I can see how they move and function and, like what their body is like before they have that accident or injury or whatever it is, I know, okay, this isn't normal for Ashley or like, you know, um, it's nice to have a gauge on that as a provider. So for sure go in whenever you feel like you need to, or you have questions, vet the person and then ask them the questions like, what's your philosophy? What would my treatment plan look like? How long do you intend to keep me here? And how, how do you treat? Because again, if, you don't like being adjusted don't go to someone who that's all they do and people do that and they have great success right um but it's just it's not my style <laughs> it's refreshing it's refreshing to hear you talk about it though because to Kayla's point a lot of people hear the title chiropractor and assume that's all it is right that, especially individuals who have never gone to a chiropractor before and don't really understand that type of practice. So I think it's really good for people to hear that it's more than that. You're not going to just, they're not just going to come in, you're going to crack their back. Like that's not the point. The point is just to make sure that they're feeling the best they can. And sometimes that will include that, but not always. And I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, it could get a bad rep, but as someone who's done it forever, I'm like a firm believer in it, but Finding anyone that you can mm-hmm. trust is so important when it comes to any type of doctor you're working with. Totally. So I think that's a really important 
takeaway. So I'm glad you said yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it's about finding what you like. There, again, there are people who just adjust and I don't believe that those people aren't getting their patients better. You know what I mean? Like that's what's right for that patient. So kind of sure. going off that too, like doing anything for your patients, has there in, has there been problems or issues, diagnosis um, that you constantly come across with your patients that could easily be fixed with like breathing techniques or strength and stretching, like food intake? Um, like, is there a kind of a common denominator that all of the clients come in with or is it kind of across the board? I'm a little unique because I do work with athletes. So I see a lot of like um, kind of crazy injuries and things that are going to take some time to work through. But talking about breathing, that's something I work with with all of my patients. It's the first place we start. Basically, what we do in my clinic, I have my patients lie on their back and they bend their knees so that their feet are flat on the floor. You place one hand on your heart, one hand on your stomach, and you take a breath in. And when you do that, the hand on your stomach should be rising, not the hand on your chest. If the hand on your chest is rising, you are using secondary breathing muscles, which can cause a lot of like neck discomfort, um, forward head carriage, tension in the back of the neck. Like a lot of us ladies have a lot of tension in the neck and we think it's because of stress. And it is, it is because of stress, but it's really because we're not breathing properly, whether that's due to stress or because we're taught our whole lives, we need to like stuck it, suck in our stomachs and be skinny and like, you know, have abs and it fucks up our breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> I'm 27 and I didn't learn how to breathe until I walked into your clinic. So yeah, I know you said you're like, it's I terrible. felt better after 15 minutes. It's literally, that's what we did. We worked, we did a little bit of muscle yeah. work. I hope you're okay with me sharing this. Um, yeah. We did a little bit of muscle work and then we went through breathing and I taught her how to hinge properly at her hips, like how to pick stuff up. She felt better. It's just, so that's kind of where we start. But um, the breathing. breathing definitely is something like from that one time of going into your clinic, I use it in my life constantly now. We're like, I used to not really think about, oh my God, Ashley, watch how you're breathing right now. Cause it right. could actually make a huge difference on the situation, you know? So mm-hmm. it's insane. It's just, blew, it blew, like literally blew my mind that that was causing so much stress in my upper shoulders. Yeah. So it's, that's probably the most common thing. Like people are dealing Mm -hmm. with kind of chronic, but low grade neck pain, back pain. And again, they think it's normal and we just teach them how to breathe. If you are someone who's breathing into your chest a little bit more, what we do is we, I literally put you in that same position we tested in and you just focus on putting both hands in your stomach, like right under your ribs And you take a nice big breath into your stomach. And when you're doing that, you should also feel your breath going into your back, into the floor. Um, If you're having issues with that, you can flip over onto your stomach. Put your hands up on your forehead so like your palms are down on the ground, toes are on the ground, you're lying flat on your stomach on the ground. And you start taking big breaths in that way and you can actually feel your stomach breathing into the ground. So it's really good for physical feedback. And yeah, that would, I mean, that's the best thing I could explain over a podcast probably to uh, give some people like at home tips. <laughs> Breathing's a huge thing and it, it can be really as simple as fixing that. That can clear up some low back pain or neck pain. It's like, it's almost unbelievable. Every time I see it, I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it either. That's I mean, I do, weird. but I'm like, it's, it's yeah, cool. It really is. I took a note that says, look into breathing. Yes. <laughs> There are so many good books out there right now and um, audiobooks and things like that, YouTube videos. So just, yeah, start looking around on it. And it's. You talk a lot about, Hannah, just in general, supplements and like 
the food intake, obviously we already talked about nutrition, but you specifically talked to me about supplements that you take every day and you believe people should be taking. Um, what, what are those if you don't mind sharing? Sure. Yeah. I have a few go-tos. Um, again, people, um, I think there's a narrative out there right now where everyone's like, you, you don't need supplements to, you know, they're not necessary. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the first to disagree. I don't think you need like performance enhancing supplements or BCAAs (laughs) or pre-workout, like no protein powder. You don't need that stuff. What you do need is a daily multivitamin. We live in a world, unfortunately, where our food just isn't going to give us all the nutrients we need. So I really believe in finding a good multivitamin. Um, I'll always recommend going through a provider to get that multivitamin. Number two, vitamin D. Everyone I've ever worked with has been deficient in vitamin D. And if you live in the Midwest, you're for sure not making the vitamin D you need to be making on your own. We're not seeing the sun. That's that's how we make vitamin D. Your skin actually has to be exposed to the sun. So get on a good vitamin D. Again, make sure it's through a good company um, or through a doctor you trust. And then the other two, I, I wouldn't say are necessary, but they can be kind of life-changing if they work for you. Um, a good fish oil, getting some omega-3s. Um, and then a probiotic, a spore-based probiotic. So those are kind of the top four things that I talk uh, to everyone about. And then some of my personal favorites, like I'm a big believer in collagen in my coffee straight away in the morning. Start your day with protein, and it's good for your hair, skin, nails, joints. So <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorites, yeah. There's this whole narrative in this world today where everyone has such strong opinions on like keto or, yeah, drink too much water and then oh, don't drink the water, it's bad for you, or eat fats, don't eat fat, eat carbs. And it's like, you wonder why we're all confused and we're all just stagnant in our health and wellness journeys. It's because we're being told a million different things. We don't know where to start. And I mean, to bring it full circle, like that's why I started my business. Like it doesn't have to be, I don't have to be a top tier expert in everything to give people just a place to start. And then guide them along the mm-hmm. way and maybe bring them to someone who can help more than I can. But talking about, you know, women-owned businesses and, you know, you've grown your business into this beautiful thing. It's going to continue growing and you're such an inspiration. But how do you, as a woman in business, balance your own life and, like, find time to take care of yourself when you're working 18-hour days? Oh my gosh. I was like, I hope they don't ask this question. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> oh, you and I still haven't come up with a good answer um I I do the best I can which I think is like the most relatable thing I try to be really real about it and that's that's why I think I and that's another great piece of my business is because I, I think I'm pretty relatable when it comes to that aspect of things but I think the biggest thing is just doing the little things like For so long, I was an all or nothing person and Kayla probably knows this better than anyone because she lived with me when I was like in the most extreme all in fitness journey of my whole life. Yes. Um, But I used to just have this mentality. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all and I'm not going to cheat on my workouts. I'm going to eat the exact things I need to be eating. I'm going to make the time. Um, Even if I'm tired, I'm going to find a way to go to the gym. Even if I don't feel like eating this, I'm going to make myself eat it. And it obviously, it just, it never worked. Um, So I really found a way to make time to do the little things right. So whether that's making a 
deal with myself. I'm working like this week, I'm working crazy hours. I decided I'm going to cook myself breakfast every morning. So I make time for it in that way. I decided I'm going to go for two bike rides this week. So I'm making the time for that. And it's really just kind of like making these deals with yourself and like loving yourself enough to like stick with them and actually follow through with them. So really just doing the little things. And Ash and I've been talking about this, like falling in love with the process. And that comes with health and wellness goals and also in life and with business. For so long, I was focused on reaching certain goals, whether I was losing weight or gaining lean muscle or clearing up my acne or whatever it was. I just wanted to get to that point. Um, And in the midst of it, I would just like lose my focus, lose my why. So when people want to make changes in their life, I tell them, one, you have to hold yourself accountable um, or find an accountability partner. There has to be accountability. Two, there has to be consistency. Even the little things over time, you're going to see change. And the last thing is you have to know your why. You have to know why you're doing something. If you're not doing it for yourself or for the right reasons, it's never going to stick. So those are the three things I kind of tell myself, especially when I have busy weeks. Um, And I just try to find the time to do what I can. And last week I was able to get in five lifting days. And this week I haven't, I've only lifted once and that's okay. So I'm, I'm trying to be better so I can kind of practice what I preach. And um, hopefully that makes me even more relatable in the long run when I do achieve these things. But I guess it's hard. Yeah, the short answer is I'm still figuring it out. (laughs) We all are. And that's like the beauty of it. It is natural to still have a bad day, you know, or not hit a goal, but having a more consistent lifestyle and putting it out there. And like you said, finding someone who you know is going to help you reach your goals instead of hanging out with people who aren't is huge in it too. So yeah, Yeah, that's amazing. Surround yourself with people who are Mm -hmm. not only – wanting the same thing as you want, but wanting more because you're only going to, yes. you know, try mm-hmm. to match them in a healthy sure. way. Right. I think that's so, I love that answer. It's so real and raw and people are so quick. I, I think people like the four of us who have lots of dreams and we're the kind of people that will not give up until we achieve sure. them. We can burn ourselves out and wear ourselves down so fast. And it's really easy for people who have been there before us to just say, like, you just make it work. You just grind it out. Eventually you get there. But I'm, you know, finding that it's not healthy to do that and it's not lasting to do that. And I would rather be healthy and happy and, like, take my time even though I want the goal like tomorrow, I wanted it a week ago. Right. But, but if I'm not able to even focus because I'm so exhausted, then like, what's the point? What is literally the point? Or if I just feel like shit, cause I'm running myself into the ground, like literally what's the point of it? Yeah. Focus on falling in love with the process and the end goal will come. It can't, you can't let it take away your happiness. That's for sure. Cause mindset and how you feel is everything. Hannah, you're the best. I love you. Thank I you. Love you. This is this is a very eye-opening topic, I think for a lot of people to hear about and especially this year people are sitting in their homes like, you know, all cooped up and their bodies are probably doing crazy things. So, I hope people take something amazing away from this as they should. 
Um, yeah, but we want we want to we want to see you back here and telling us yes. more about your business and the growth. It's been so fun to see you get to where you are today. So, and you should share tell tell everybody what your handle is on Instagram so they can all follow you. So, I mean, my personal handle is at Hannah Volks. Uh, otherwise, you can follow my business on at the Girly Project. Girly is spelled G I R L I E Project underscore. So at the Girly Project underscore. Um, you can check out my website. Um, it's all, I'm undergoing a kind of a brand reboot. So um, I'll have some new stuff coming. And That's yeah, exciting. hopefully that includes lots of helpful stuff on social media. And um, you can always reach out, go to my website and you can email me from there. And I'm happy to help anyone in any way that I can. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Oakfully. Whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we truly appreciate it if you take the time to like, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll catch you next time on Oakfully. Oakfully.